As I'm sure you've noticed, I talk a lot about my membership, the exclusive stepmom community. I freaking love it and all the stepmoms inside. The coaching, the content, the connection you get in this space, it has the power to change your stepfamily life. But I'll be straight. It's not the right fit for every stepmom. And I don't want you to join if it's not the right fit for you. I want you to feel the same way about it as I do. To help stepmoms decide if it is the right fit, I've created a little quiz that you can complete in less than 60 seconds. Answer a few questions, tell me where you stand, and I will tell you if I think the membership is a good fit for you. You can find the quiz at www.jamiescrimger.com forward slash is the membership right for me. That's www.jamiescrimger.com forward slash is the membership right for me. Take the quiz, see where you're at, and maybe I'll see you on the other side. Hey there, it's Jamie Scrimger here, and you're listening to the Kick-Ass Stepmom Podcast. I'm a wife, a mom, a stepmom, a coach, a conversation opener, and a BS caller. Eight years ago, I found myself sitting on the bathroom floor, bawling my eyes out, wondering what the heck I was thinking, marrying a man with three kids and an ex-wife. Look, don't get me wrong. I was madly in love. The kids were great. But being a stepmom is, well, it's just complicated. If you know, you know. As a 26-year-old with zero experience in the parenting department, I went to the internet for support. But I was disappointed with what I found. So I decided to create the type of support I was looking for. Raw, real, solution-focused conversations about all things motherhood, stepmotherhood, and living a kick-ass life. Life can be hard, really freaking hard. But it's entirely possible to thrive amongst the tough stuff. Each week, I will bring you tips and strategies and mindset shifts to inspire you to live your own version of a kick-ass life. We'll bring you along as I create my own. Let's do this. A welcome to the last episode before we take our annual summer break for the podcast. That's right. If you are new here each summer, I try to take some time off, spend time with family, and just give myself space to come up with new ideas and to see what's next for the pod and for the community. So this is the last episode before that happens. Now, I am also going to be taking some time off social media while the kids are out of school. I'm thinking six to eight weeks, not quite sure yet, but I'm very excited to turn off the noise and take summer off of social. Now, if you are like, what? Are you kidding me? And you still want to stay in touch, you're still looking for support, I am going to be showing up and releasing content in the exclusive stepmom community. So I have bi-weekly office hours, do free coaching calls, show up in the forum, release interviews and workshops every month. So I am still going to show up there. So yeah, if you are craving podcast episodes and content and support that I don't share anywhere else, that's where you can find me. If not, I will be back in action in the fall and we can regroup then. Now, in this episode, Darren and I tackle some of your step family stressors. A bunch of you have submitted issues that you're having with your partner in your stepfamily life, and we dive into your situations and tell you whose side we're on. It's really fun. I think we're going to have to do this again when we come back in the fall. I hope you enjoy. Let's dive in. All right, so we are doing, basically, people have submitted situations that them and their partner, or maybe the ex they're disagreeing with. And we're going to share whose side we're on. Like, we're going to give our two cents on the situation. We have to pick sides? We basically have to pick sides. <laughs> you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So the first one I'm going to read. 
So my partner and his ex text all the damn time, always about their daughter, about what she ate for dinner, about what she talked about, who she's friends with this week. She's 12 and you're divorced already. I feel like they need to start acting like they're divorced. The ex should be parenting with her husband and my husband should be co-parenting with me. I find it very disrespectful to our relationship. That's a tough one because it's all about their child. And I think it's fair. What she ate. I know, but I think it's fair that they keep in touch, but maybe it's a summary text once a week. Yeah. Like if they're texting all day, every day. You know, I don't think they need to keep in touch all day unless there's something urgent. So yeah, I guess, I guess I side with the stepmom there that they should have boundaries on the texting. But I do think it's a good thing that they keep in touch. I like to know at any age if there's something going on with the kids. But yeah, I don't need a daily update all day long. And like what they're eating, who they're friends with, like all of that, especially when she's 12, right? Like that's something that she can be talking to her dad about when they have a phone call at night or vice versa. Right, yeah. At that point, she should be able to just communicate like, hey, this is what's going on in my life. It doesn't necessarily need to be coming from the other parent all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's nice. It's good that they text about the child, but you're right. I don't think it's a daily thing or a constant thing that needs to be done. Mm-hmm. I think there should be boundaries and mm-hmm. a summary once a week or, yeah, the, the, the kid's old enough. You're going to get a lot of that information anyways. Yeah, I think it's time to dial it back. Okay, next one. My husband has three children from a previous marriage, 13, 11, and eight and a half, and we are expecting our first baby in August. My husband only has the kids every other weekend, and we live in a smaller two-bedroom house. The boys share a bedroom, and his daughter has her own room while we are in the basement as the master with the laundry room. Before getting pregnant, my husband and I talked about what this would mean for space for our little one, and we agreed the baby would get one of the bedrooms, and the other kids would share because they're just here for two sleeps. A few months into the pregnancy, he said, absolutely not. That's not happening, and he doesn't want to take away from the other kids when they are here. That is tough. Yeah, that's tough because it's been their space and you don't want them to resent the new baby because they're losing their space. You want them to welcome the baby. But at the same time, I do understand that baby's going to be there every day of the week. It's not really fair to the baby. So I'm not really answering that question, am I? I'm just assessing what's going on. That's a tough one. I don't know. Um, You know, when we switched bedrooms or moved, we always had a conversation with the kids and made sure they were okay with it, even when they were young. Mm-hmm. Like, what do they think? And I think that is maybe the kids are still pretty young, but I think that's a conversation they should have with the kids and say, you know, we're going to need to make some adjustments, but at the same time, not just take it away from them. Mm-hmm. For sure. Because you don't want them to feel like dad's gone off and started this new family and now they don't matter and they don't have a space. Because you also don't want them to get to the point where they're like, I'm not going to dad's. I don't even have a freaking bedroom or I have to sleep with my brothers. And that's the issue. And, and it could be okay at, at that age, 13 down to eight, but... When they get older, you know, the 17-year-old is not going to want to sleep with the 12-year-old or 11-year-old necessarily. Mm -hmm. So I think that's one of those situations that's tough. It should actually be a family discussion. A family conversation. And I think the kids would really appreciate that because I find when you include kids in conversations versus telling them what's going to happen, they come up with some really creative ideas. And it might be interesting to, you know, hear what they have to say. Yeah. And for a few years or will the baby's very young, they might embrace that and say, okay, yeah, can we do a cool, a bunk bed and, and, a, and a rollout bed or a Murphy bed or something? So they all can be in the same room, but they're going to have to realize that that's not a long-term solution. I think when you've got three kids in one room and like you said, 
you don't want them to turn and say, we don't want to go because the sleeping arrangements are terrible. It's tricky. Mm -hmm. Hey, what you could do, you could do with the older one, you could have like a cool day bed and then the crib. So it's, they share a room with the baby, but don't actually share a room with the baby because when, when they're there, maybe the baby can sleep in the bedroom. I don't know. That doesn't really work for setting up routine for the baby, but I think you're going to need to get creative. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a discussion. I think it's something that you're going to have to discuss the two of them. And I think it's also something you're going to have to bring up with the kids and say, hey, we've only got so much space and we've got an expanding family. And it may be the same situation Mm -hmm. if if it was the biological parents together that, you know, there's two bedrooms, the baby's going to need their own bedroom because of sleeping pattern, et cetera. You you know, you're going to have to move in together for a period and we'll try and accommodate. Mm -hmm. I think you need a divider from Ikea. Next one, we are allowed to ask the ex-spouse for income and taxes from the previous year. If either party makes more than 15% what the original child support was, it's recalculated. Husband's ex makes more than 15% increase, but he doesn't want to ask because it will rock the boat. But I believe that he should ask because she has the same option to do to him. And 60% of his income goes to child support, resulting in my income paying for the majority of everything even though I have two kids of my own from a previous marriage and deal with my own child support custody issues. Well, we've learned that lesson. I think you just have to ask because you can go along and try and not rock the boat and then it flips. If you're worried about rocking the boat, the boat will be rocked at some point. Yeah, well, the problem is it'll, it'll, it could flip. What if income changes on the other side and, and they come back and ask and you never did? Well, you can only go back so many years. Mm-hmm. Likely, I'm not sure where the jurisdiction is for this, but... You can only go back so many years. So if you never asked, you know, after so long, and it's maybe ask, but say, I'm not going to do this. If, if it's going to become a big issue and a costly issue, and it's only a marginal amount of money, you may not want to rock the boat. I know there's times when we look at it and it's just marginal amount and it's not worth ruffling feathers because it could be a battle that just would be as costly as the amount. And we've done that. But I do think the thing here is that he doesn't want to rock the boat. And I totally get that. Some people don't want extra child support. They don't want to, you know, create more stress, but she's paying for everything. So it's affecting her. So maybe that's a question or a conversation mm-hmm. about how you're handling finances in the house. Because if you're responsible for everything and are supporting him because he doesn't want to have his ex support the kids the way that she should be, that's another story, right? Like that's impacting the stepmom's income, and she should get a say on that. Like, if you're going to be splitting everything and going to be doing finances together, then you need to be on the same page. Yeah, I agree with you. So I guess, what did we tell her to do? Well, I guess it's a conversation. Maybe he needs to get another job and start pitching in more. Well, no, I, you know, I think it's a case of you've got a deal, take a look at it. And again, if it's marginal, maybe you don't go, you say, hey, I, I, I could ask for this, but I'm not going to because it's marginal. But if it's enough... You know, you might have to re, you know, go along with the agreement mm-hmm. yeah. because again, sometimes those agreements can be interpreted different. And you know, we have run into that where there's gray area where we're fine with the deal and you know, don't ask for any changes. But then they look at it and want changes, and you know, we should have maybe all along done something different. Mm-hmm. I think it's really important to just follow the rules, follow the rules of the agreement, so that there's no gray areas as as much as possible. All right, next one. Is it appropriate for the old nuclear family to take pictures together without the new spouses? I think it's okay on certain occasions if you have a graduation for the child. There's nothing wrong with the original or biological parents having a picture with that child. 
and without the step involved, whether it's husband or wife. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Or It's nice for the kid to have. Yeah, it's not about, but at the same time, we just went through this with graduation. We had a picture as well ourselves, you know, but we actually didn't do that. <laughs> but we had a picture of, of, of you and I and, and my son. And I think that's wonderful, but I don't think there's anything wrong if that child wanted one with their parents. Yeah, I think if you're constantly taking like family photos and the new spouses are not involved, that's a whole different story, right? So if it's a special occasion, but I also think the new spouses should be included. Mind you, it really depends on their relationship with the stepkids. Like maybe they don't want a picture with them. Just because I think it's important to remember that just because you look at your stepkids as like having a certain role in your life, maybe they don't feel the same. Right. And again, I don't think you should take that away from the child. I can remember one of my cousin's parents had been split. They had an engagement party and their mom and dad were, who had been divorced for years, were sitting beside them. And he asked for a picture with his mom and dad. And I don't think there was anything wrong with that. It was a special occasion for him. He wanted a picture with his parents beside him. It's not about two parents. He didn't ask them to go and he wanted a picture of the two of them. He wanted a picture with his parents. And I don't think there's anything wrong. Mm -hmm. For sure. I'm going to interrupt this episode really quickly to give you the inside scoop on brands and resources that I'm loving, who also help support the show. I want to tell you about Stepmom Magazine. When I first became a stepmom, I always struggled to resonate with the support out there. There was just this huge double standard. Moms were encouraged to keep it real and stepmoms were judged for doing the same. And amongst the overwhelming amount of resources for moms, there really wasn't much for stepmoms. That resonated with me, at least. Except for Stepmom Magazine, that is. In fact, almost 10 years in, Stepmom Magazine is the only resource that I revisit time and time again. So Stepmom Magazine is a monthly online publication for any woman who's dating, living with, or married to someone with kids. The articles are written by all the leading stepfamily therapists and coaches, and the support is second to none. Stepmom Magazine has tons of information on topics like co-parenting and dealing with stepkids and dealing with the ex and disengaging and raising teenagers and being a full-time stepmom and having an ours baby. They cover it all. If you're a stepmom listening to this podcast, you need to check them out. And you can use the code JAMIE20 and you'll save 20% off anything and everything in their online store. So that's all subscriptions, back issues, and stepmom eBooks. This magazine is the longest standing, highly regarded stepmom resource for a reason. Go to stepmommagazine.com and use the code JAMIE20 and save 20%. A huge priority for me over the last year or so has been my sleep. My bedtime routine is something that I'm trying really hard to be deliberate about because I know that when I get off the screens or read a book or journal and have a hot drink before bed, I sleep way better. I have also learned the difference that great sheets can make. A few months back, we got the bamboo sheets from Cozy Earth. We got the sheet set and the duvet cover, and guys, I can't even. They blew my mind and are by far the softest, most comfortable sheets I've ever slept in. And I get hot at night and regularly get the night sweats, and these sheets are temperature regulating, which is perfect because it helps keep me cool. Certified free of harmful chemicals, easy to wash, won't pill, and have a 10-year warranty, I cannot recommend these bamboo sheets enough. And of course, I have a code for you, so you can use the code JAMIES40 for 40% off. Yes, 40%. Investing in good sheets makes such a huge difference in your sleep. 
And when you get good sleep, you show up as a better version of yourself in the morning. You deserve it and the people in your life deserve it. And seriously, they're just so soft. So Jamie S40 for 40% off. You can go to Cozy Earth's website or jamiescrimger.com forward slash Cozy Earth and use the code and you'll be good to go. Sidebar, Cozy Earth also has the bamboo jogger set that I'm always posting about on Instagram. Also, so freaking comfortable. Highly, highly recommend. My husband wants to continue to support the ex even after his maintenance payment is done. I would have a real problem with that. Yeah, I think that's an issue to discuss between the two of them because that's not an obligation anymore. Now, if there's concern that it's going to affect his children because of a situation the ex is in and it's it's a little bit to help, maybe there's a reason for it. But yeah, I think when your obligation's over, you don't have to and... Go on a trip. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> well, I'm not joking. But maybe, maybe there's some circumstances we aren't aware of there. That... Yeah. I think it'd be a situation where it's like, why? Like asking why, understanding their position and the rationale behind it. Now, I do feel like if it's going to affect you guys financially, like if you're really struggling because he still wants to support the ex after his legal obligation is done, then that's a whole different story. So it's just about having those conversations to understand each other's perspective. Absolutely, because you don't want to see them get into financial difficulties because of that. But at the same time, you're right. If it's going to prevent you from doing things because you've got this monthly obligation, that's not fair either. So, mm-hmm. I think sometimes the dads feel dad guilt or the partners feel guilty and feel responsibility to support their previous spouse. I think it's really important to remember that like everyone is responsible for their own life and they're responsible for their own financial independence too. And if the legal obligation is up, they should have been planning on how they're going to survive without that, right? Like the marriage is over. So the legal obligation is done, in my opinion. Oh, I, I totally agree. And especially if, if it's over after a period of time, that means that person probably had time to prepare for this and it's in their court to say I realize this is coming to an end and I need to fend for myself mm-hmm. you know in this economy there's there's lots of work out there so if it's, mm-hmm. it's if it's a matter of you know and if it's a certain lifestyle well maybe that needs to be adjusted I, I don't know there's mm-hmm. circumstances so it's not for me to speak on that but I do think you've got preparation to get ready for that then you you should now again if there's unusual circumstances you know that has to be considered as well mm-hmm I think it's really interesting in this, well, it's great in this day and age, like you can make money so many different ways. It's, you don't, you can make money working from home. You can, you know, start selling Arbonne or Beachbody or something. Like there's so many ways for people to find balance and create income for themselves without having to like totally turn their life upside down. It's not like you have to go out and be working outside of the house for like double shifts and stuff like that. Like it's just a, it's a time when if you want to make more money, you, you truly can if you put your mind to it. Yeah, and if the obligation is done, it means the the children have reached a certain age or the, you know, the time period of a spousal is over. So again, it should be prepared for. Wrap it up. Okay, so the ex doesn't talk to his parents. Is it my responsibility to maintain that relationship for our kids? The partner or the ex doesn't talk to his parents. If your ex doesn't talk to their parents, I don't, you know. Not your responsibility. To your parents or or their parents. That's not really your responsibility. But if it's if it's the ex's parents and they don't get to see the kids and they have a love for the kids and want to know what's going on with the kids, maybe it isn't a bad thing to let them know what's going on in the kids' lives. 
But then again, if he doesn't want to have a relationship with them, that's not your position to go around his wishes. It's not your position, but it is the kid's grandparents. And I knew we were going to disagree on this one. <laughs> I just think they should be made aware. I don't know what the rift is and the reason why the ex wouldn't be speaking. So that may be a reason, but maybe what is going on. Yeah, I think there's nothing, no harm in letting the parents know what's going on with the children. It's not the responsibility, it's not, though. It's not a responsibility, but I think it's the grandparents. Well, we had a conversation when we did that tell-all podcast in the membership when we were talking about what if, you know, when you're divorced and you're still keeping in contact and still having that relationship with the in-laws, if it bothers the ex, then you really have to know your place. So it kind of contradicts our position on that. True. Yeah, that's true because it's their family. and I don't think it's your responsibility. I think you have to respect people. It's not a responsibility, but I, I mean, it's it's a shame if the grandparents are being isolated from the kids. But again, there could be reasons. So I don't I don't know the circumstances. So I guess our answer is it's not your responsibility, but if you feel like it's the right thing to do and it's with good intent, have at her. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with the kids having some sort of relationship with their grandparents. Right. All right, last one. I don't want my husband's ex to buy school clothes and charge us half, but my husband is okay with it. That would kind of bug me because I like buying clothes. However, if like the kids love certain clothes and it makes the whole process easier, it might be worth taking your ego out of it and just like picking your battles. And it depends. We've had this issue where we buy clothes here and she buys clothes at her place. But I know at the beginning, when I was first separated, I would have appreciated if she just bought clothes and I just paid for half so the kids would always have the clothes because I wasn't as familiar with that side. I was busy with work and just didn't have time. When you came along, yeah, we started taking the kids shopping and it was an experience and we had fun with it and the kids would get their back-to-school clothes. So I see both sides of that. It makes sense to contribute if, if the ex is doing all the shopping, but at the same time, if that's something that family's interested in doing, then maybe the ex goes and buys some of the clothes and they go and buy some of the clothes. And But her husband doesn't have an issue with it. So again, I would just like let it go. Yeah. To be quite, if, if, it's, if it's become this ongoing thing and the kid's happy, the kid has clothes, the system is working, you can still buy some stuff at your place. Now, if he's paying for half the clothes and the clothes always stay over at the ex's house and they never show up and they're in rags at, at his house, then... Yeah, that's not working. They should be buying clothes on, on their side, not contributing mm -hmm. to that side and let her cover that. But if, if the kid, clothes are going back and forth with the kids, I don't think there's a big deal with the ex buying and them contributing or do a bit of both. Yeah. So as a stepmom, that would bug me. But as a mom, I would want to do that. <laughs> so I see both sides to it. And that's mostly because I'm a control freak on both mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Well, honey, you know what? This was a quick one. Those are all the questions that were submitted for the whose side are you on? I think we're going to do more of those when we come back after our break for the summer. It's great to hear that those things, because we've gone through some of those things and you end up, you know, obviously taking our own side when we disagree, but it's, it's interesting hearing other people's perspectives and not knowing all the circumstances. We've at times said, well, do this, this, and this, but this could happen. So it's not sort of like side A or side B. It's mm -hmm. like this whole situation. There's that area in between where you often have to meet partway. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really interesting because, you know, we're nine years in now. So we just had our ninth wedding anniversary. And I look back on a lot of the things that used to stress us out, specifically me, and they don't matter anymore. So it really does pass. You know, you do move through things. We've just kind of learned to be like, yeah, this actually doesn't matter. Like I used to 
stress out a lot about skinny jeans that remember um, my stepson loved Joe Fresh skinny jeans and he would only wear Joe Fresh skinny jeans. And so we'd want to bring it them to his mom's house and then they wouldn't come back or they would get ripped or like there was just all of this stress over like even transferring things back and forth between the two houses. And as stressful as it was, it passed. It's, it's just not even an issue anymore. So I guess my point is things will pass. It, it's a phase. Yeah, we've been together for 10 years, but we can remember the when people bring up these questions and their concerns and they don't like it and they don't want, you know, we had all those, mm-hmm. but you're right. right. After a while, you look back and think, okay, it wasn't as big of a deal. But when we we're in the trenches, there were times where big deal. you and I would have an argument over because I sometimes not want to rock the boat or, you know, I didn't see it happening and you would see it, you know, the kids, this pair of jeans didn't come back. I wouldn't notice that. So it was big when we were in it, but you do get through it. And on the other side of it, it's, it's it doesn't seem as bad, but I know what it's like when you're in the trenches. So. Mm-hmm. Yep, shoes are off. All right, well, thank you so much for taking the time, Darren. We always love when you join. You're welcome. That's it for this one. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you haven't already, and if the podcast has been resonating with you, I would be forever grateful if you would head on over to iTunes and give the show a rating and a review. And if you know someone who would benefit from listening to this episode, be sure to send it their way. Now, if you are craving more, head to my website, jamiescrimger.com. There are lots of blog posts and podcast episodes and resources available for you over there. And if you really want to dive in, I do take on a limited number of coaching clients every month. So you can book one call or work with me for three months. Either way, we will create an individualized plan for your unique step family situation. Remember, sitting around biatching about how hard being a stepmom is won't make being a stepmom any easier. If you want change in your life, it has to start with you. Chat with you next week.